0: Good morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime. Today we are going to be reading chapter 12 of Molly and Grania the Seven Foot Long Dog by Gail Notisteen. And I just want to thank you all for joining me and tuning in today and um, remind you all that once we are finished with this book, I will be taking a short vacation for at least a week, Um, maybe a little bit longer than that but I am in the middle of a huge move, and as it turns out, it's taking a lot more time and energy than I had expected. (laughs) And the move across, of course, is gonna take us five days to drive all the way across in our caravan of vehicles that we have going. Um, So, with that being said, I just wanted to remind you all that once this book is done, which is another mm, four or five chapters, I think, Um, that we will be taking a break. But you can go back and read this story with the podcast over and over again and um, the other podcast stories that I've already recorded before this. And hopefully there will be more to come shortly. All right. So, yes, the last podcast that we read, um, Molly and family were looking at their bus getting ready to travel themselves. So I can kind of sympathize with the changes that they're going through as far as leaving their home and packing their things and getting ready to move into a new home. Except that their new home is going to travel for the next three years they're just going to move from place to place i only have to do it for five days so that's not so bad (laughs) but i mean it does sound exciting it sounds like fun so let's find out how things go chapter 12. i dreaded the long drive back home to dallas my head was pounding and i didn't feel well the headache had started shortly after we got back into the car to start the trip home You're awfully quiet, Molly. Are you okay?" My mother turned around and looked at me worriedly. I'm fine, Mom. I just have a little headache. I really was feeling worse. Maybe sitting in the car for so many hours was making me feel bad. I rarely got carsick. I didn't know why I felt this way. Something's not good, Molly, said Granya. My head hurt too much to talk to Granya. I just wanted to get home and maybe get some aspirin and lay down in my bed. I felt my eyes get heavy. I dozed. A few hours later, I woke up with Granya's head in my lap. She was whimpering softly. Mom, I don't feel good. I tried to sit up. I had been leaning against the window. My head hurt too badly for me to move. I felt tears running down my cheeks. I had never had a headache like this before. My dad was just pulling into our driveway when I woke up. He parked the car, got out and opened my door. He looked closely at me and said, I'm going to put Granya in the house and we're taking you to the emergency room. You look terrible. Grania has been whimpering for the last hour, and you are twitching and moaning in your sleep. I feel terrible, Dad. The sound of my voice made me feel like my head was going to explode. It felt like I was going to throw up at any minute. We got to the hospital in record time. My mother kept telling my dad to slow down, that we needed to get to the hospital alive. I just wanted the ride to be over. My stomach was still acting up, and I was afraid that I was going to bring up my lunch all over the hospital floor. Dad pulled the car up to the emergency room and entr- entrance and let us out. He said that he would park the car and meet us inside. One of the nice things about living in a tiny town is that the hospital wasn't very busy. When we got to the nurse's desk, they took us back right away. My father came into the room where we were waiting for the doctor. I had never seen him look so worried. How are you feeling, baby? Any better? Just then the doctor came around the curtain. Hi, I'm Dr. Casey. How are you feeling, young lady? I tried to keep my eyes open, but the lights in the room were hurting my eyes and making my head headache worse. Not good. Can I keep my eyes closed? So you're having sensitivity to light. Keep your eyes closed then, if it makes it easier on you. The doctor asked me a bunch of questions. First he asked me what happened. I told him about getting the frisbee out of the tree and falling. I told him that a branch had hit me in the back of the head on my way down. Why didn't you tell us that when you fell? My mother sounded a little frantic. The doctor told my mother that kids sometimes don't like to tell their parents when they are hurt for fear of being yelled at. That wasn't my reason. I hated doctors, needles, and hospitals. The IV that they had put in my arm hurt like crazy, and I was shaking with nerves. I just wanted to go home. Besides, that fall was when I first heard grania in my head. Mr. and Mrs. O'Hare. It's a little late for scolding. Let me finish checking your daughter the daughter the doctor checked my reflexes by hitting my knees and elbows with a little rubber hammock hammer (sighs) he had me follow his finger as he moved it back and forth he asked me if i felt anxious was i tired had i been grumpy lately i answered all of his questions with my eyes still closed you would think that they wouldn't have such bright lights in an emergency room people were sick after he finished with the checkup, he told my parents that he was going to run some tests. He wanted x rays of my head and a CAT scan to see how much damage there might be to my brain. Maybe that was why I could hear Granya's thoughts brain damage. They x rayed my head and stuck me in a big tube called a CT or a CAT scan. They wheeled me back to the room, same room in the emergency area where we waited for the results of my tests. Was it bad? My mother knew that I was terrified of doctors and needles. They put some stuff on the IV that burned a lot for the CT scan, but the x-ray was okay. Well, it's over now. We just have to wait and see what the doctors say. To distract me, my parents started talking about the CGC test that Grania was training for. We talked about how I only had a few weeks to go before she took her test. The doctor popped in at that moment to tell us he was still waiting for the results of my tests. My parents changed the subject and talked about all the things we were going to get to do once we left to travel the country. I think they were trying to get me to think of cheerful things so that I didn't focus on the needle sticking in my arm. An hour later, the doctor came in with a table computer, tablet computer. He showed us that my skull had not cracked in the fall, but that my brain had slight bruising. He spoke to us about what I could expect in the future. For a while, it could be up to six months, you will have some symptoms. You have what we call a TMI or traumatic brain injury. My mother gasped. Now mother, don't get so upset. It's a minor TBI, it's just a slight concussion. Your daughter will have to take it easy for a while. If she doesn't, it could develop into a more serious injury. If she had reported this, we could have put her on medicine and rest and it wouldn't have gotten this far. I was not happy. We were getting ready to move into the bus. I had three more weeks of school, and I was working with Grania for her canine good citizen test. I was also helping with packing and taking things to the flea market or storage. My parents needed my help. I can't rest. We're getting ready to move. I told him all the things that I had to do. Now, young lady. He was talking down to me. I hated when adults talk to you as if you were a moron or three years old. Symptoms are your body's way of telling you that you need to rest. A TBI causes stress. The stress causes your terrible headaches. Stress makes your forehead and shoulders tense. The increased muscle tension makes your head hurt. You need to pace yourself. I suppose he was right. I didn't need my headaches to get any worse. My head had been tender since I fell. Today though, my headaches felt like someone was pounding on it with a cinder block. He went on, if you have dizziness, A motion sickness pill can help. If you have any blackouts or seizures, you must come back here to the hospital right away. Seizures? Can she have seizures? Mom's voice was trembling, and both parents' eyes were round as frisbees. She shouldn't. Her injury's not serious enough that I'm worried about that. But it can happen if she does not get lots of rest. She can develop serious post-concussion syndrome. What can we do to help her not get any worse? My father... Silly fairies. Get out. Go on. I'll be with you in a minute. Do you guys have fairies in your houses? (sighs) What can we do to help her not get any worse? My father was the one questioning the doctor now. My mother was just sitting there crying. I felt terrible that I had caused all this drama. I guess I should have told my mom that I had hit my head on a branch when when she came out to see how I was. She will have to take it easy for the next three to six months. Is there any way that you can monitor her? My parents frowned as they both thought about how they could monitor me. I spoke up. I have a dog. Can she tell if my head is getting worse? Is it possible that she could know that I have a headache coming on? She was poking me and whining in the car before I got this headache. Was she maybe trying to warn me? Didn't I overhear you say that you are training her for her canine good citizen test? I nodded. Boy, I shouldn't have done that. Fireworks went off behind my eyes. Why don't you get her CGC award, then certify her as a service dog? A service dog picks up on the slightest change in a handler's mood, heart rate, and stress levels. Your dog can warn you ahead of a headache to slow down. Just don't work really hard while training her to be a service dog and cause a headache. That idea sounded great. I could take Grania everywhere with me, and she could tell me when my head was about to act up. She could actually tell me to take it easy. I promised to rest and work with her in a brief spurts. She's such a smart dog. I know she'll ace both tests. It was a good thing that we had put in those many months of obedience training. Now that I was laid low, I couldn't—I wouldn't be able to work with her as much. I had faith in my dog. Granya would do whatever it took to make me feel better. She told me so. After my parents signed a few forms and went to the hospital pharmacy to get a couple of prescriptions that the doctor had ordered, we left for the short ride home. My head was still pounding like Wiley e. Coyote had dropped an anvil on my head, but my stomach was a little better. The motion sickness medicine that they had given me seemed to work. When Granja saw me get out of the car at home, she began barking frantically. She was so excited that it looked like she was going to come through the window. All of us realized she had never gotten put into her crate when we left for the hospital. My parents were so upset that they never thought of it, and I was in no shape to think about putting her in her crate. I hoped she had been good and hadn't gotten into any trouble. Surprise! My parents walked through the entire house looking for anything you might have stolen or chewed. There wasn't a thing. I was so proud of my girl. I staggered to the couch and lay down grania plopped down beside me on the floor she gently grabbed my hand with her teeth and put my hand on her back it was as if she was trying to heal me with her love and that my friends is the end of chapter 12 and tomorrow we will move on to chapter 13 Again, you can find Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures on Facebook. There is a page and a group and a YouTube channel as well. You can find Molly and Grania's adventures on Amazon and on Facebook. Um, There are going to be links in the information here about this podcast that will lead you to all kinds of cool things about Molly and Grania and where you can buy some swag or buy the books or find out about the author and the illustrator or just follow them on Facebook. Um, If you are a fan of Tea Fairy Storytime or Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures, you can become a supporter simply by going to anchor.fm and clicking on the link that says supporter or support something like that maybe it's sponsor i'm gonna have to go look at that again anyway you can become a supporter of this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month or maybe it's annually per year. I don't know. I'll have to go look at it again, but you can go and check it out too. Anchor.fm. The other way that you can become a sp- supporter or sponsor is to contact me at t fairy storytime at gmail dot com. That's T-E-A-F-A-I-R-Y-S-T-O-R-Y T-I-M-E at gmail.com and I will be happy to give you my PayPal or Venmo so that you can become a sponsor. Now, if you are an author and you would like to have your books read, either um, your chapter books read on the podcast or your picture books read on YouTube or Facebook, please contact me again at that same email, teafairystorytime at gmail.com. And that's tea like the kind that you drink. Um, I think that's about it. I'm really, really glad that you guys are joining me for story time, and I hope that you continue to and invite your friends and your family and share it with your classmates. And that's about it. I hope you guys have a great day. Go out and enjoy the sun and enjoy summer because it's beginning, isn't it? Yes, June. We're here. (laughs) It's summer. Yay! Okay. Bye, guys. Have a good day.